0: And now, your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is The Metalist. Welcome and thanks again for joining us, everybody. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, it's The Metalist Podcast. I'm David.
1: And I'm way over here.
0: These we are <laughs> s- social distancing to the extreme.
1: You know, I honestly think like we probably could still could have done this in person. Although it's good to get this fucking remote thing set up anyway for possible other guests, but you know, yeah. For
0: sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like right, it's literally just the two of us. We could have added an extra yeah. table or something and <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually i mean six feet away
0: yeah, i was gonna say we could have just gone on opposite ends of the table long ways too or something but either way
1: right i mean i mean fuck dude i'm around fucking people like literally all week
0: yeah know, uh, like, whatever our neighbors are having a little barbecue in their driveway across the uh, way let me let me peek out the window and see exactly how many there are right now
1: i bet there's eight
0: Actually there's only three right now and I think they nice. just saw me peering through the blinds Hitchcock style. <laughs> you
1: fucking psycho.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're used to that already. <laughs> or not. I don't know. But there there was more people. They've been doing it every night. They they've uh they've accumulated numbers throughout the week and people just walk and stop by. I don't know. Maybe this is You're
1: like fucking you're like fucking Tom Hanks and the Burbs. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fucking Clopex.
0: I was gonna say Jimmy Stewart (laughs) and Rear Window, but that is
1: okay. That works too. Yeah, yeah, that's older than me. Serious note.
0: Yeah, or or the Simpsons episode where they make fun of that and Jimmy Stewart falls out of his wheelchair and hurts himself all over again.
1: Either way, nice.
0: So today we're just talking a little broadly about drummers, um, and we wanted to kind of keep it. We're gonna save the more extreme end of things for another day because that's that's a whole other thing in itself
1: oh yeah this is like metal rock drummers is what it's gonna be called but like we're gonna let that encompass thrash new metal grunge you know classic rock like regular metal so real quickly (laughs) i just have a question shoot are we able to count lamb of god gojira or sepultura or
0: <laughs> okay you you touched one
1: because like that's sepultura is pretty much just a, a thrash band or, or at least were they right?
0: they i think they kind of straddle that line so if you're down i might put hit somebody back in my list because excuse me i would say they're extreme but they're not that extreme you know what i mean there's no, like I'm it's thinking that line.
1: like for the extreme i'm thinking like it's uh, see, that's where it gets weird with Lamb of God because Randy's vocals are pretty low, but he's not guttural or anything. No, and they're clearly not a death metal band.
0: No, they I, mean, I wouldn't death even metal, say
1: I wouldn't even say they're melodic death metal. Like I just yeah,
0: they're um, they're they're death metal influenced, but they're not a straight up death metal band. There's right. there's that weird territory where everybody just started calling stuff death metal because there weren't words for it yet. Yeah, like Mashuga, like Lamb of God, Strapping Young Lad. Well, they weren't really you know as time went on it's was like no it's a little more clear-cut than that you know so like like they fall into this weird terrain they're definitely like extreme compared to like everything else but when you get to that little top tier thing i think that's what we're talking about
1: right and so i mean with metalcore too it kind of just depends on yeah you know oh, like yeah. uh, honestly dude like if if it's going to if it's anything that we think is too extreme, man, you're just gonna have to sell it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, for sure, for sure. So if just you sell
1: it, and the, well, just if you can sell it to, if we can sell it to one another, like fuck it, man, we'll make it work.
0: Yeah, and so if you're talking, um, if you said sepultura, you, if if you're game to include that, I can do that too on this. I just need to figure out if we're talking classic or modern in that sense. That's the other thing too is where are we blurring or uh, where are we making that line distinct too
1: uh i mean if they're the majority of their career is in one or the other mm, okay you know i mean because i mean yeah that if, actually because fuck sepultura started in what 80 fucking six or some shit like the yeah 87 like
0: yeah
1: i definitely think they classify as the classic era but actually i mean the I would say the majority of their stuff is in the modern era, so it might go modern.
0: All right, good, because uh, I'll take that extra number then because I could use so, one more.
1: What was the cutoff year again when we did this with the logos? It was 91, right?
0: Yeah, and that's that's the thing too when we're talking about – I mean, it's one thing if it's logos because that's just something you'll see you know, on a graphic regardless of if the band's even still around or not. If you're talking about – active drummers now like where's the you know distinction between classic and modern as far as that goes too so i kind
1: of i have my list set for like classic era goes to 91 modern era starts at 92 Mm -hmm. but obviously if they if if they started in the classic era and they also still play you know then i mean just try and pick like where the majority of their career is
0: yeah or even what they're best known for like if we're talking that too if we're talking certain thrash bands you know that that's definitely going to be 80s for some even if they've put out stuff ever since like
1: oh yeah for sure yeah
0: like i I debated about gene hoagland because of dark angel and all that and then uh, and testament too for that matter but i think of him more you know what i'm thinking of his stuff i'm thinking death i'm thinking strapping death clock even or whatever
1: yeah for sure i i left him off yeah, as I was gonna say, I don't think, I mean, he probably wasn't on any of mine anyway. I like yeah. the guy, but that's another thing I just want to say real quick, man. We love a lot of drummers. Like, yeah. one reason why I didn't want to have like best thrash drummers or best grunge drummers or best new metal drummers versus something like death metal or extreme metal, which would be death metal, black metal, deathcore, and everything in that melodic death metal. One Mm -hmm. reason why I wanted to do that is because a drummer can play the same fucking beat. And it really depends on what the guitar players play over top of it, what the singers singing or screaming over top of it. That's really going to make what that music is. Yeah. So I wanted to broaden the fucking scope a little bit because when you're talking about smaller genres, there's not much to talk about no like for sure It's yeah. too easy
0: yeah then you could because then there's a lot more nitpicking than there needs to be and right. splitting hairs and yeah i think i think we're doing it right so far I, I like where this is headed
1: also we're probably gonna leave off your favorite drummer we're probably gonna leave out your favorite band i'm you know that's fine hit us up with yours dude like i would love to hear you know your not just who it is but why like why is why are they your favorite drummer drummer's a weird position dude like like i said it's it's hard for drummers to it's really weird it's especially the more extreme it gets it's hard for drummers to stand out yeah exactly because i mean you could take any of like take a guy like phil rudd from acdc i mean you take any of those fucking beats you can literally play anything over top of that yeah exactly you know what i mean so there's a lot of guys I just looked at a top 100 list from Rolling Stone, I think is what it was. And I was really surprised at some of the people on there because to me, and I had a hard time with the classic list because back when I listened to music before, I think up until I heard like probably Metallica and Slayer and Megadeth to some degree, I don't think I was ever really like, as far I always liked drummers. I always thought, drum beats were cool but i don't think i ever really was like man like this fucking drummer's awesome
0: right there there was a hundred drummers list on rolling stone
1: yeah so oddly enough this is pretty weird um and maybe i just you know i fucking hate dot coms man there's just ad fucking city on that bitch right but i mean i was just scrolling through and i'm not gonna lie i mean i may have missed it but i did not see bill ward on that list at all
0: really
1: you know and again i'm I, i'm positive i must have missed him because there's no fucking way with some of the drummers that they have on there like Steven adler from guns and roses <laughs> are you shitting yeah. me you know are you giving him props for the fucking boom
0: I think that's a distinction to be made, too. And I know we're talking specifically, you know, yeah, I know we're talking about personal favorites, so whatever, what your reason, maybe? Right. But I, on that note, I had to make sure we're not talking about a personality that just happens to be a drummer, you know what I mean? You so, know what?
1: If you like the personality, say it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you saw him in an interview or something, you thought he was fucking awesome, fuck if you think he's hot, like, fucking say it that that could be part of your selling point that's true and, and honestly it really can just be you like the band and obviously the drums are part of it i get that that's probably why a lot of people fucking love tommy lee
0: yeah yeah that's where well, i was he wasn't going specifically that great
1: of a fucking drummer but motley crew was a really popular band and and it's it's just like the largest thing everybody oh he's a fucking shit drummer and i'm like dude but we all loved those songs, and back in the day, no one talked about Lars being a shit drummer. Yeah, that's a that's a relatively new thing. So, I I I really think like um, now, me personally, I wasn't necessarily picking just oh I like this fucking band. I was trying to think of like do I like their playing style. So what I think what you'll find, especially in the modern one, uh, there's a few surprising ones here versus like what I tend to go for right you know obviously in the classic one there's not a lot of drummers that play the extreme style <laughs> you know, so which yeah. is what I definitely prefer but yeah but yeah the modern one will probably be pretty surprising because there's just when it comes to picking my favorite drummers it's a completely different fucking thing
0: right it's funny dude because when we talked about it earlier i was like oh dude yeah drubber's easy i had my list and my honorable mentions already go in my head didn't even type anything out and then when we split them up all those names went to different sections and then i had to fill in the blanks of what i didn't already think you know what i mean
1: you're like shit i only have five total
0: yeah pretty much and um
1: it was i don't like a lot of drummers
0: well, it's, it's interesting too. Cause I, I also had to make sure I wasn't picking a band. I was picking the drummer in the band. Cause I could name right. a bunch of bands, but like something that really stuck out to me, you know, in the drum department. And it was funny. You say you had trouble with the classics. I actually am the opposite. I, I had, I had way more than I thought I was going to be able to, to pick from the classics. And, and we're talking about a modern era drummer that really sticks out to me. I had, and you know, uh, without naming any of the more extreme element, then I was really nitpicking and going, ah, shit, dude.
1: That was really the only part, hard part about the modern one was like, I'm trying to think of these bands, but it's like all of these bands that are jumping in my head are a little bit on the extreme side. Right. And all the ones that aren't that extreme they're just not drummers that i'm really like super into
0: yeah i mean they're solid but nothing sticks out right
1: yeah 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 Yeah, like like dude like my favorite fucking band of all time dude the ghost inside man andrew's an awesome fucking drummer but he's not he's not the type of drummer that I'm, i'm gonna say like holy fuck like he's my favorite fucking drummer
0: yeah no i'm with you i had to you know Shai halud's had a million different drummers and they're all they've all been great but there's nothing you know that i'm just like oh that guy out of all these other names you know what i mean on that note well, shout out to mo the current drummer of of shy halud he's just an awesome guy in general and his other band uh, vegas nerve with dot coil um, Nice. yeah like, i mean but no i feel you
1: one big one big thing is like i i ask myself um when i'm going through the songs you know i, I think like can like how many other drummers can play like this
0: right yeah 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 you know sure. and it's
1: like you look at something like kiss and it's like fucking literally every person could fuck every drummer can play that shit right right now where the difference comes in is how much is the drummer writing like um, there's the vibe in the room there's personalities there's you know and and for them writing those songs via uh, not be a be it classic or modern era you know some of those songs don't work without those guys right right? like that was one thing that that Duff McKagan said about Steven Adler was he brought a certain type of confidence and swagger into the room every time he walked in there because he was like hyper confident to the point where he's probably a little bit cocky right and it came through in his playing and you could definitely hear that he's not playing anything really fucking like technically amazing but you can hear the fucking swagger and his fucking playing. And there's a lot of these types of players. And it's like, yes, because really at the end of the day, when it comes down to it for me is the drummer is the fucking glue. The drums drums is the glue.
0: Yeah. I don't give a
1: fuck how awesome your fucking band is, dude. If your drummer fucking sucks, your whole band fucking sucks. If your drummer is playing whack ass beats, I'll never like it like there's just you it's not going to happen the number one thing for me when i'm listening to music is the drums interesting but i also don't want to sit and listen to a fucking drum solo either right yeah 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 <laughs> you know i mean every once in a while fine you know but if you, i'm lis- if i'm listening for if i'm doing that kind of listening where it's like okay i'm just i just want to hear like a like a fucking recital or something sure but right no I, I it's it can't all just be the fucking drums but that is the most important piece of the puzzle to me it's like if you take the puzzle and the the band is a fucking puzzle right and the songs and the music and everything with it like to me the drums are all the edge pieces i could see like that this, yeah that's the most important part
0: it's a contour that holds it all together yeah i can dig right that. That's just funny thinking like how many (laughs) just, you know, when you're jamming in a band specifically with drummers and you just, you're just sitting there going for some people, I I'm trying to be diplomatic, but you know, sometimes you're just sitting there going, man, this is not going to work. You know what I mean? Like it's, it is. Oh yeah,
1: man. I mean, I've had, you know, I mean, fuck, everybody has ever played in a band. I mean, drummers are hard to find. Yeah, Yeah. And I mean, it's I mean I've sat through auditions that you're just it's just like Jesus Christ man I I just want this to be over right now yeah worst thing ever
0: yes dude. you
1: know and and it's like there's other times where it's literally so bad you're just like man like have you ever well for one have you ever played with other people before because it is different playing to a CD or something but but then there's the other part where it's like, God, like, did you even listen to the songs?
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel that.
1: You know, or do you know how to come up with your own beat for a song or do you just play along with other songs? And especially if you already had like a demo or something that you gave the guy.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it's did one you- thing if you're just literally writing this stuff right there, but you know, cause that can be handled by guitar players and bass players and singers. So, Hey, play something like this. Hey, play something like this. That's fine. Yeah. It's just those times where you hand this fucking guy a demo or tell him, you know, Hey, like, you know, get our songs off MySpace or get our songs off of fucking I guess SoundCloud or YouTube now Spotify. Right. And they come in, they can't even play it. It's like, Holy shit, dude. Like, and it's just a huge waste of time, you know?
0: Oh dude. Yeah. Uh, it's a bummer. And then I'm thinking, you know, on the opposite side of that, dude, some of the, drummers i've played with have been the most freakishly good human beings in general dude the more i learn about drums the more i'm just like damn dude you have to have a very specific you know (laughs) type of brain to understand this shit you know what i mean like like did you ever you know matt sakamano at all
1: i've heard the name but i don't think i've ever actually met him
0: so he was in that band i will destroyer with travis and um mike yes yeah mike russo yeah and justin smith and all those guys i wish they did a little more stuff that was great i i jammed with him for some of those um dime shows uh that sd puts on and he's like oh yeah man i heard pantera once or so in the 90s but uh i'm pretty sure i could get it and he's and we're just like oh okay and then he uh he brings in an ipod and uh everybody's like when it's his turn to play the songs He's just like, uh, can everybody uh, just give me like ten minutes real quick? And if everybody goes outside, has a smoke break, and he plays the songs perfectly to a T, maybe one note that was out of place, but that's it. And it's you know, and he's beating himself over that one note. But we're just like, oh my god, <laughs> dude! And that was like the first time he heard those songs, if ever, you know, since the nineties if you know and then right and then somebody couldn't make that practice and then in the, and esty's just like shit dude can you learn two more songs yeah sure everybody clears out again and he hears those two songs for the first time and he gets them again right off the bat like something about drummers dude i i, I never really seen that with bassists or guitar players that same way
1: i used to be like that like i i could always if i'd heard the song before yeah like literally one time especially especially with drums it's a little bit easier to me with drums like uh it might not be the most it might not be the exact thing but it's gonna be fucking like you'll probably the average person probably wouldn't notice my only problem was skill level like I there were certain beats I just could not do right you know so that was just a skill level thing that was just practicing but I mean as far as I can but I was the same way on guitar and I was the same way on bass like that's just how I was I'm going to give a huge shout out to one of the best drummers I've ever fucking seen on the planet. My old drummer, <laughs> Justin flowers. Nice. Ah, fucking dude. You know, anybody that's fucking seen that guy play drums. I mean, it's mostly going to be people from Idaho and here in San Diego, but, but I mean, everybody, when they, when I say that name, like, and I say the name difficult Henry and, and the fucking drummer, like, I mean, everybody's going to know exactly what I'm talking about. The guy was a fucking maniac on the drums.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, was he the same drummer all throughout the tenure of Difficult Henry? Yes. Yeah. Then I saw him, and he was fucking sick, dude. Like,
1: yeah, damn. he was a fucking straight up maniac, dude. And like, you know, there was times I wish I was just like, fuck, man. I mean, on one hand, I wish he could just fucking hit that China shit, man. On the, pop, 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 right. But on the other hand when you have a fucking thoroughbred dude, you let it run. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I mean, as far as like local drummers, you know, and unsigned drummers that I've ever seen, I don't think I've ever seen a drummer play as close to Dave Lombardo as, as Justin flowers in the sense that Lombardo was, uh, he, he was on the edge of being too loose.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. He straddled
1: that. that line. A lot yeah and it almost doesn't work and that's that's how that's how Justin Flowers was so this episodes going out to to him I've I've known drummers several drummers that have tried to play some of those songs and they're just like how the fuck does like not only how did he do it but why would he do that right there yeah for sure you know which brings me to I'll just get into two honorable mentions real quick as far as classic era. We're going to start with classic. Does that sound yeah. good?
0: No, absolutely. Yeah.
1: He's probably higher on your list. He's an honorable mention for me just because I've always had such an issue with like, fuck man, like that's cool what you're doing. I just wish you didn't play that there. And that's Bill Ward. He was a very strange drummer. Yes. Um, And it's not just a jazz thing. It's just, he, he fucking hit shit in weird places and it always kind of turned me off a little bit, even though I appreciated what it was musically. And then the other guy is Bill Bruford from fucking yes.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Like, have you ever heard it, like much? Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <Ironically> <laughs> enough. And that's, and that's the thing is um, who was it? Elysian just put out their their version of roundabout shout oh, out, Riley. Fuck,
1: It's awesome.
0: Yeah. And it it was one of those ones where it's like, yes, I've definitely heard again, a lot of yes. Uh, but I ha- I don't feel like I've heard enough. You know what I mean? Um,
1: I definitely haven't heard enough. I've heard a lot, though. And I yeah. still don't think I've heard all of it. Yeah. They're exactly. fe- they a weird band. Like, again, it's that proggy shit. I have a hard time listening to it. But mother of fuck, dude. That yeah. fucking Bill Bruford guy is fucking unreal, some of the shit that dude does. Yeah, Especially side note. Especially back then.
0: Uh, Craig from Straight From The Path uh, says that that was his drum instructor at whatever music school he went to for a while and him and him both got into it over Mashuga because Bren Bruford didn't like the fact that they used uh, programmed drums on catch 33 oh, or something and right. I guess they got into an argument so Craig straight up hates Ben Bruford which, <laughs> which is funny to me and it's just like yeah that's just he's
1: got a good reason
0: yeah also, he's not going to make either list unfortunately, but but fucking Craig dude is incredible. He, he really took straight to a whole nother level, and if you want an interesting podcast, even if you're not a drummer, his downbeat podcast is great, dude. That's something else I've learned in recent time is I like lis- listening to uh, drummers' talk because they just have again, it's that mindset they have, and it just translates to everything else they have you know that they do in life whether it's very you know intentional, whatever they do, it's interesting, so yeah, shout out, Craig, shout out, uh, downbeat, and shout out straight from the path.
1: Uh I mean, obviously, we all know fucking John Bonham:
0: Yes, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, no, okay, so here's the thing. I much, much, a thousand times prefer Black Sabbath to Led Zeppelin. Same. but I do like John Bonham more than Bill Ward, even though John Bonham did not make my list either.
0: Yeah, that's fair. He, uh, you know, what's interesting is I heard that for years and years and years and years, John Bonham, John Bonham, John Bonham. And I'm like, well, why has a drum part never stuck out when I've, when I thought about it? So what I had to do was from then on is I had to really listen intently. And, 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 And this was when I was older and I was having a finer ear for these things too. And yeah, when I really sat down and was going, Oh shit, you know, like, I see what everybody's talking about now, dude. John Bonham's gnarly. He was arguably the best part of Led Zeppelin, you know. Oh,
1: easily the best part of Led Zeppelin. <clears throat> yeah, he's him and him and the bass player were like the whole reason that shit even worked. But I mean, it's funny you say a standout part when like there's been so many fucking rap songs made out of the fucking when the levee breaks.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But there's
1: also like the ocean, you know. There's the bam, 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 yeah, yeah. The shit he's playing on that is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. It's absolutely. so cool, man. Like he was just a really cool drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, and and he played it wasn't out there, you know, like Bill Ward was. It wasn't out there like I mean I can't really think of like a really like proggy band from back then. Right. Or or even a proggy type drummer, like a real, I mean, I get Ginger Baker was really, was a real fucking like jazzy kind of fucking drummer, especially for playing in a blues band. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, Ginger Baker was another one. He was kind of out there as well. You know what I mean? But then you had like Mitch Mitchell and John Bonham and and even fucking uh, Keith Moon and, um, oh my God, the Deep Purple guy, Ian Pace. Yes, yeah. You, you had those dudes that were like really like, literally inventing hard rock slash heavy metal or what would be heavy metal drumming absolutely you know in that standard type uh area
0: yeah ian pace from uh, deep purple if you listen to some of that shit he's doing a a primitive version of what would become double bass on those early records yeah
1: it's a trip it's a trip dude like those fucking guys man like I, i mean they're all like i said I mean, chances are if they're a good band, they have a good drummer, dude. And like, fucking shout out to all of them. You know yeah. that that fucking Bane song. No one talks about the drummer, or no one takes pictures of the drummer.
0: Yeah, that was uh, Nora.
1: That? Oh fuck, I did it again, huh?
0: Yeah, same same era. You know, I think it said Bane last time too. <laughs> yeah. I think I think they're more known for being the guys behind Ferret and now um, what is it, Good Fight Records than they are actually their music. You know?
1: Oh right, right. Yeah, I mean that's the thing it's like you have this big kit in front of you you're all the way in the back you're probably more than often than not you're literally right behind the singer
0: <laughs> yeah dude raymond herrera from fear dude. factory all i ever saw was his head yeah, like, you dude. know what i mean i couldn't tell what he was really doing
1: but oh yeah man can. like you know it's uh that's like uh, i really loved uh, dave mcclain from machine head how he had his drums so low right yeah yeah and i remember thinking like fuck i bet that's comfortable as shit yeah for sure you're not you know, having like, to reach all these places but then i remember um fuck back in the day when they had the huge drum kits you know yeah. and it was uh god damn it i think it was the guy from queens right rod morgenstein is that his name no wait uh, that's the fucking bass player yeah i have no um, idea
0: i could see that guy being a big drum kit guy though
1: but like he yeah i mean he had his shit like his toms coming across were like head level and they're almost fucking perfectly horizontal. <laughs> it's just like, wait, what?
0: So you're literally hitting against a, an invisible wall, so to
1: speak. <laughs> yeah, kind of. It God was really is. strange looking. I mean, there was a few drummers, you know, especially those glam drummers. I mean, because, you know, fuck, those guys are playing arenas. You got to give somebody something to fucking look at. Man.
0: Yeah, it's all excess, man. It's fucking all yeah. spectacle. Why not?
1: Fucking A. What, what are some uh, honorables you have for classics?
0: so that was the thing i didn't have that many because i had to keep going well not you know enough <laughs> but I, I just thought a one i didn't list is earl hudson from bad brains you know nice. the originator of of the fastest of the well you know the fastest of the fast at the time
1: oh yeah for, for sure people to
0: build off of and then uh the other one speaking in which not too far off is uh phil filthy animal Filthy taylor animal taylor too. you know mickey d's awesome obviously but there was something a little more interesting to me about the raw kind of recluse, you know, not, not reclusive, but a reckless nature of what Phil was doing at the time, dude. And, I, you know, I said don't base this shit on personality, but the personality is a bonus. They, that, was, that guy was oh, perfectly yeah. as fuck. You know what I mean? Like,
1: well, plus, and, plus, it's like, uh, I, it's pretty tame now, but you got to think back then. Like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Overkill? <laughs> if, Ace of Spades? Yeah, who the fuck was doing that shit?
0: Yeah, I can't think of any band that had two or uh, two bass drums on the stage at the time. Aside from them, I wasn't there, so I don't uh, know. But like, yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like, like that dude really, really set the bar. They they took it <laughs> the next step. Everybody was really treading in the wake after that because as we're gonna get into it, if you think about what you know not just hard rock or whatever, but what metal drumming was up till 1975 or six or seven or whenever that really took off, dude. It's so different, you know?
1: Oh yeah. Big time.
0: Yeah. So massive shout out and RIPD to Phil and all the, that classic lineup. Did you ever see that meme when, uh, whoever the last one was to pass away? I think it was Eddie Clark and it's the, uh, it's the cover of Ace of Spades and it's just that desert landscape.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: That's gnarly
1: dude. It's rough. Yeah,
0: but shout out to him and that classic lineup, dude. Uh on that note, do we want to get right into it?
1: Yeah, I'm down. I don't have any other honorables from classic. It was it was hard enough just give, I'm sure other names will come up, but
0: yeah for sure you know it got to the point where i needed one more spot on my modern list before we made that little last amendment and i felt like such a shit bag going man what am i not thinking of that i went (laughs) on wikipedia and i literally looked up list of drummers and immediately going down the line i'm just like no 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 and not because i don't like these people or whatever they just they're not modern or they're too extreme you know what i mean
1: That list has got to be fucking huge though
0: it was and i was pissed because there was one i was looking for specifically and i was like that person's not on there so even with all these thousands of names it's still not complete so we'll we'll get into uh, that soon enough uh how about it your number five sir
1: my number five is steve smith from journey Not right on in particularly the early stuff when they were like really fucking jazzy and 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 they jam like they were like almost like a jazzy jam band right yeah and he really music was just different then yeah and you know it's i don't think we talked about it in the journey episode but i mean so at work i i fucking hear a lot of like oh i mean fuck i've been listening i've been, I've been hearing classic rock songs since you know for the last fucking 40 something years right and it's so strange to me that songs by you know Stevie Wonder songs and and you know they don't play like the really old Journey songs on the radio or anything but even like even some of the classic Journey songs or even like like you know bands like Yes and stuff like that like it trips me the fuck out when they're playing these fucking songs and I'm like this is a fucking hit song
0: I know really have you ever has
1: a legit drum solo in it yeah and a fucking guitar solo and it's like whoa what like
0: have you ever heard the isolated tracks from Superstitious by Stevie Wonder not just the drums but everything he did, dude? Each oh, one yeah. of them is fucking insane dude
1: yeah i mean it's it was just a totally different there was i really truly- and i don't think it's a music appreciation thing it's just it was just a different fucking time yeah absolutely it, it wasn't so much about business you know and and boiling it down to the absolute bare bones nitty gritty of what the fuck's gonna sell, right? Yeah, for sure. So there was more of an emphasis on playability, like playing talent. Yeah. Um there wasn't so much of it it wasn't as hook oriented. It wasn't so what's gonna be fucking cool. You know, it's it's more about like hey check out what we can play.
0: Yeah. Isn't it weird to think that there was a time and like some of that shit just carries over and people are always going to appreciate that if they were there from the beginning. And there's like generations to appreciate it since a band like Tool could become such a fucking big success. You know what I mean? In the 90s to the point where like frat bros like them. You know what I mean? Right. It's fucking crazy. Henry Rollins was a household name for his music before his his acting you know what i mean if you think about if you go back and like listen to the end of silence and go how the fuck did that get on mtv dude truly (laughs) a different time man that is insane
1: oh yeah dude okay i just this is off topic real quick i just gotta fucking say something real quick man you want to know how fucking different music was back then and it's not even super far back we're not even talking 60s or 70s we're talking an 80s fucking song Mm-hmm. go back and listen to i've had the time of my life yeah yeah there's a fucking guitar solo in that song is there yes there's a guitar solo and a saxophone solo
0: i definitely did. i can feel the sax i just don't know that i've ever like listened to that song on purpose on my own that wasn't in like a <laughs> commercial you know what i mean like
1: i, I okay my fiancee loves 80s music so i hear it all the time and i love the fucking movie it's a great movie but I also hear it at work all the time. Right. And I fucking was just like, you know, I was just in a mood and I was hearing. I was actively listening to the stuff that was on, that was playing. Right. And I just was I about fucking shit. I was like, holy fuck. Like, I don't think I've ever noticed that before. And that's not a fucking hard rock song. There's literally hardly any guitar in it at all. And it's it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not a fucking shredding guitar solo, but there is a guitar solo in that song. And it's just like, what the fuck? So there was definitely a fucking, an emphasis on playing. And that's one thing that I think is, is really interesting with Tool, even though I'm not, I mean, I, for all intents, I don't like the band, but the fact that they are as big as they are, and for lack of a better term the the reason why is is the the appeal to me that i would see is is their fucking talent
0: yeah no for sure
1: you know they're they're just that kind of band i don't think they write overly great songs yeah overly great i, I don't want to say riffs because i mean there are some good ones but they're not super riffy either. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that's why they're, you know, they're, they're not as guitar oriented. They're definitely a drum and bass oriented and lyrics band. Maybe that's why it works. I don't know, but they are massively fucking talented, whether I fucking like them or not, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what's number five for you. So
0: number five for me, after thinking about it a lot, not hard edged in the slightest, but Having a rock edge with some guitars and a progressive nature, I'm going with Stewart Copeland from the Police.
1: Nice, dude. Yeah, and he's you can't, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: and you can't understand the fucking influence that guy's had over the years on <laughs> several musicians. No, you know, it's wild. And it uh, was really
1: cool with him is the fact that they were a trio.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's going to come up that, again later.
1: Yeah, the fact that indeed it is. If the fact that also actually it's gonna come up later too their fucking singer was the bass player
0: yeah yeah exactly so
1: and and the biggest thing i think about about with Stuart copeland or just the police in general was what's the guitar player doing (laughs) because you're not focusing on the guitar player he's kind of more of a an accompany an accompanying type guitar player Mm
0: -hmm. he's like an accent to what's already going on and
1: it's it's almost like it's almost like the guitar and the bass are literally just there to accompany the fucking drums and Sting singing.
0: Yeah. It's 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 something I like layer over what's already going on.
1: And That's I think it crazy. works
0: majestically. You know what I mean?
1: It's so weird. I, I fucking trip out when I hear, like, especially police songs that weren't the hit songs. Yeah, absolutely. Like, they're fucking it's pretty weird when you think about it. And the whole thing that really just keeps that together, man, is Stuart Copeland.
0: Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's that those guys had something incredible, man. I wish I could have seen the uh, reunion they had with Foo Fighters opening 12 years ago, but you know, just saying that out loud, the tickets were insanely expensive and they sold out fucking quick. So,
1: Oh fuck. I bet.
0: Yeah. And that was 12 years ago at this point. So who knows? Also of note, Stuart Copeland, the only American guy in the police, so yes. Granted, again, it's a trio. I don't know if that's better. (laughs) It's just interesting little note, but like, yeah, dude, his it really can't be understated how important that guy's actually been to musical development over the last uh, forty years now, at the very least, right? Like, fucking hell. Oh yeah. So yeah, man, shout out him and shout out the police. Like, go find some of those deeper cuts on some of those albums, dude.
1: Yeah, man. Everybody always like talks about
0: synchronicity, but there's a reason. Synchronicity is a
1: fucking amazing album. Oh fuck, it's so good. Do they have enough distortion for us to do an episode on them?
0: I'm just gonna say fuck it, and like, if nothing else, <laughs> what about like just their their musicianship and their progressive nature, and again, their influence? Like, yeah, man, we could expand upon this, right? Easily shai haloot is- threatened to do a synchronicity part two <laughs> cover dude oh and i'm my still fuck. i'm gonna hold fox accountable to that shit granted i know he had like member changes out the ass to deal with but like they i got a solid lineup that. now yeah so let's see it happen dude also if you're gonna look for any covers my immediate thought goes to primus's version of uh walking with my camel yeah that's
1: good yeah that's good yep, yep, yep. um yeah Number i'm trying four. to think i mean machine head had a great uh, message oh, in the Bottle. Yeah, that was a good cover.
0: Yeah, uh, Burning uh, Red.
1: Mudvayne did King of Pain, but I don't like that version. I uh, my number four. Ugh, okay. Oddly enough, my number four, the dude had four kick drums on the fucking stage. It's Alex Van Halen.
0: I guess I didn't know that. Well,
1: dude, hell. he fucking rips, dude
0: yeah i I, that definitely came to mind dude and i really had to think if i if i could justify that because now that i'm thinking about it more yeah but i was like is it really just more than hot for teacher to me and i guess i didn't give it enough thought but yeah oh dude
1: listen to fucking uh everybody wants them the the whole intro the boom yeah
0: fucking yeah all
1: that tom stuff that he fucking did you know and that obviously fucking hot for teacher there's the fucking you know uh there was some stuff he did, but I think it was a fucking Panama. Was it Panama that he did some? I not remember.
0: I, I'm thinking of the Tom work at the beginning in that intro part, if you want to call it that.
1: Right. But I mean, yeah, dude, he is, oh. you had obviously one of the flashiest fucking guitar players to ever fucking walk the earth. And yeah. easily the fl- fucking flashiest front man ever. Yeah. In fact, to the point where he was all flash, you yeah, know, and, sure. and and you had one of the fucking most talented at the time fucking you know drummers mm-hmm. that really toned it down a lot i mean but he he you he, that's the thing like if depending on what kind of band you are you you might have to rein it in a little bit right and he was pretty good at doing that and to me that's uh, that's also something i think of when i think of is the drummer good or not like do you know when to rein it in and when to let it loose yeah um but like it makes perfect sense that michael anthony just did what he did
0: no absolutely yeah like
1: where would be the there would be no room for him to be bigger yeah and and to be you know more bombastic like i mean he had three fucking dudes that were already there you know
0: yeah it's almost arguable that he could have been the guy to you know kind of hold it down the same way a drummer would and keep it all together you know if you think about all those bass lines
1: Oh, he's easily the glue. His bass lines fucking stay solid. They don't step on Eddie's toes. In fact, they showcase Eddie because he's really not doing much. Right. But, I mean, hes I've seen live footage. hes a, He used to do bass solo. It's pretty fucking weak. But, I mean, it's very, 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 lots and lots of personality.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, no doubt.
1: Def, definitely fucking style over substance, man. Like, his bass solos weren't that great. But, I mean, he was just a fucking hoot, dude. But that was his time to shine. But when it came to, like, the playing part, it's like, okay, something's got to give. No, <laughs> you
0: know? absolutely, yeah. I, it's just also, funny, he so had like... those
1: sweet fucking harmonies. But, yeah, Alex, dude, like, wasn't the story Eddie actually fucking started on drums or something? And I don't know. I never, I don't know. No, 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 different. it wasn't. I think it was, I think that was someone else. So there was another brother duo where like the one brother started on drums but the other brother they both started playing drums but one brother got better faster than the other one. And so the yeah. other one picked up a guitar or something like that. I can't remember who it was. Interesting. But but Alex did say that he that Eddie practiced more than than he did. Like he you know, he had those stories where he's like, you know, i oh, fuck it, man. I mean I had to go to fucking work and I would come home. I would leave for work and Eddie's playing his guitar and I come home and Eddie's still playing his guitar. Not you know, really. so yeah and i mean again it's it's the perfect fucking mix they're brothers
0: yeah i was gonna say we gotta we we have talked about doing a best siblings in metal episode before yeah yeah and the the combination usually is drummer and uh guitar player if not drummer guitar player vocalist or whatever right yeah uh can you even think of a a band where like there were two guitar player siblings
1: well, I don't know of, of of a band, but I know that fucking Michael Schenker and Rudolf Schenker are both guitar players.
0: That yeah, that's the only thing that came to mind too, but I don't I, statistically speaking they have to like have played in the same band once for like fun at a party or something, right? <laughs> Like, I can't, other, you know what I mean? Other than that, yeah. Like, I can't think of anything.
1: Sp- right, right. The odds would be in that favor, for sure.
0: Yeah, because even at the gates in the Haunted <laughs> back in the day, before he left, you had Anders and uh, B- the, uh, Jonas Ur- Bjorler.
1: Your so. Ur- answer?
0: What? Oh, well, then, yeah, yeah. You got the two brothers that are drummers. Or uh, Ur- Lansons?
1: Son of a bitch. I just oh.
0: realized what it is. It's Arch Enemy. It was Arch Enemy, but Christopher and Michael Lamont.
1: Oh yes, yes. Was yeah, the Amat boys. Yeah, but I mean, you had a uh, well. I mean, they didn't play into because they're both drummers. But you have the well. One goes by a piece
0: yeah. and The other yeah. one goes
1: by peachy
0: yeah. Vinny and Carmine, and I can't remember yeah. which is which. Yeah,
1: you know what's weird though is I actually saw them both in concert <laughs> at the same time. No, their shit. band. Yeah, it was. um I think it was just called the like the the Apiece Brothers or something like that. But they had a name for the fucking tour and. And I mean, it was kind of weird because they had like some randos playing with them, right? But I mean, they played all this. I mean, they straight up, dude, they played "Fucking If You Think I'm Sexy" by Rod Stewart like a rock version because Carmine played it on that fucking song. So, on the record, yeah.
0: No shit. He, yeah. I, I remember looking at his discography once, and not one thing could stand out to me just because there was so fucking much of it. You know,
1: right? I mean, it's it's crazy because I mean, he did a lot of session stuff, but. But yeah, now that we're, I'm thinking, we're doing this episode, and I'm thinking of classic drummers. I'm like, wow, I actually saw brothers play drums together, two drum kits on the same stage.
0: No <laughs> oh, shit, that's cool.
1: I fucking, I almost blocked that from my memory because it was, it was all right.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: your number four diplomacy
0: <laughs> yeah so uh my number four is bill stevenson from well okay so when he was starting out maybe he had bands i would never heard of but he was the last no he was the second to last drummer of black flag but i think he might be the one that everybody thinks of in black flag since then he's always been the drummer of the descendants and all and he's also in another cool band called I Think It's Only Crime. I, there's Crime in Stereo and Only Crime. And I can't remember fucking which is which. And I think there's another one. But, like, his prolific nature, dude. And, I mean, Black Flag is my favorite shit from him. But if you listen to what some of the stuff he does in Descendants, dude, he's a very underrated drummer. And he's still kicking. Oh, you know what? He's in Flag, too, which is all the other members that aren't shitheads like Greg Ginn uh, that used Whoa, to be in Black Flag. Ooh. Dude. Uh, <laughs> that's that's another day right there but like yeah dude it's keith morris bill stevenson des cadena on guitar and then uh sometimes he'll switch to vocals because he started out as a vocalist in black flag the third vocalist uh who else is on guitar oh it's the dude from descendants and all on guitar uh that i can't remember his name of but they got him instead of greg in and bass is chuck dikowski and um yeah man i will gladly support that over what's going by Black Flag now any day. Um but no, dude, in addition to his awesome drum work, he's also a prolific as hell uh producer. Like like he's done stuff with stick to your guns, comeback kid, Propaganda, all, all all like almost all the Rise Against records, like like his shit cannot be, you know, stated enough. He's yeah, he's definitely
1: prolific. he's definitely the one that I mean if you're gonna say Black Flag drummer, he's the one that everybody's gonna say
0: yeah man and just like again go some of those some of what he does on those descendants records man is just fucking not just for punk or hardcore or whatever man like that's just awesome drumming all around go do your homework if you're not familiar with any of that shit dude like there's some really great stuff to be had in there shout out Paul oh, stevenson yeah. on that note uh you're number four
1: oh my number three
0: number three i forgot you went first
1: so this is going to be weird, because I feel like this is one of the spots that people are going to have a problem with.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the best, man.
1: <laughs> My number three is Neil Pert. Okay, from Rush, R. I. p D man. like yeah. Dude, you don't know how many fucking times, not just me, literally millions of people, I bet have air drummed that fucking little drum fill those four drum fills in tom sawyer yeah easily yeah i mean i watched a fucking drum solo of his i don't remember the name of the live video um, but it was one from mid 80s or so and motherfucker dude like the dude I mean, if we're talking best, he's got to be up there.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and like Stuart Copeland, I mean, it's it's a power trio, and but unlike the police, you know, Rush had was a little more riffy, not overly riffy though. Yeah, but true. Getty fucking really like the bass lines and the bass and the keyboards a lot of Mm -hmm. the keyboards which was also Lifeson as well it it was it was very much a vehicle for all of them I I think it was it was set up perfectly for all of them to really just fucking flex
0: yeah absolutely dude that is the flex band if there ever was
1: to some degree in the same song
0: yes absolutely you know so
1: it's it's incredible what that that band was and i'm not a huge rush fan don't get me wrong i i used to listen to a lot of rush because i mean you know fuck i i was up and coming player myself you know and i'd be lying if i said that getty lee wasn't a huge influence on me because i was playing bass at the time and i fucking loved getty lee's fucking playing but there's it's it's weird for them because somehow they're music nerd music but it's not just for music nerds yeah exactly they managed to fucking do it in a way that they were still commercial commercially viable more so than bands like opeth or king crimson or even dream theater
0: yeah absolutely 100 percent.
1: you know so I mean, all props to Rush for that, but this isn't really just about Rush. It's about Neil Pert. Dude, listen to his feels. Li- feels, listen to the way he plays in the pocket and when he gets out of the pocket. Like the guy's just a fucking. He's a fucking beast, dude. Like mm-hmm. precision,
0: control. Oh, characteristic of its of his high hat work
1: is just like. I mean, you just said it. Precision. His yeah. high hat work is like perfect. Intense. Like own, he's like the perfect drummer he really is man <laughs> you know, it's like massive fuck. r.i.p.d oh yeah, it's that's such a fucking bummer and i haven't listened to anything new from rush for uh-huh. fuck like since roll the bones dude like it's been a long time since i've heard anything new from rush and i still like the first stuff had such a huge fucking impact on me that like
0: it is hard to go.
1: I, I don't forward. listen. I feel to, that I haven't listened to new stuff, and it doesn't even matter. He's, yeah. still, he's still like it had. It it hits so hard. He's still in the fucking list.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I I will sh- uh Did counterparts come out after Roll the Bones? Did what? The album counterparts did that come after Roll the Bones?
1: Oh, uh, I think that's before Roll the Bones. Okay. Either
0: way, that album rules. But uh, the last one they did, Clockwork Angels, is fucking fantastic, dude. I implore everybody nice. to go do that one. Yeah. A hell of a way to end off a career. Uh, massive R.I.P.D. He will be missed. I fucking was. I, I was fucking bummed for a week after he passed away, man. Shitty start to an already kind of not great year.
1: But <laughs> talk about the diplomacy. Records.
0: Yeah, we got <laughs> we got the records. We got all the videos. It's funny to me that they put out a live album every few records for a while, so you have. A constant checking in and update on on where they were at the time to go off
1: of. Well, like, not just that too, but I mean, they're the kind of bands like you know we're going to put out live albums all the time because we play all this different shit live, and not songs. I mean, they have like bass solo, guitar, you know, guitar solo, drum solo. Yeah, yeah. They they improvised a lot, and their live show was so different that that any Rush fan, even a casual one, could highly benefit from you know picking up. A live album every one or two years.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. There's there's a fucking gold mine of stuff to go off of for years and years and years. They they had oh, quite a yeah. legacy to leave behind. Shout out, Rush. Uh
1: let's see. Number three Number for three. You.
0: So I feel like this guy's fucking underrated as hell, man. I'm going Charlie Bonante from Anthrax from uh SOD. He might have done other stuff. Like
1: Nice. Let's get into it, man. He's my number two.
0: No shit. All right. That's funny because Neil Peart's <laughs> my number two. So. Nice. Yeah, so we're, we're trading off. I like it. Yeah, man. It's just like his, you know, Lars was important on building the foundations of what was going to happen with that style of music going forward. Uh, Dale uh, Lombardo, dude, like I, I thought about him too, and he's great. Uh, and, you know, he's obviously got a characteristic all his own. Megadeth has had countless great drummers over the years. But dude, Charlie Benante is just not sung about enough, dude. His work with double bass—he actually had like an early version of blast beats in happening before that was even really utilized. Before grindcore was even a thing, you know?
1: Oh yeah, like, dude. He 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 brought a little bit of the punk fucking vibe. well, like like Lombardo too, but he had like a little bit of that punk blast beat in there. Yeah, like like think of you know Cotton mosh or whatever. Like that song has a lot of it in there, you know, yeah. and. He was oh fuck dude. He's he's more on point than fucking Lars. Yeah.
0: He's
1: I feel like he's more reined in, but I also feel like he's even more solid than fucking Dave Lombardo.
0: Yeah, man. He's consistent. Because da-
1: Dave Lombardo's just on the edge all the time. Yeah. Yes, yeah, very consistent, dude. Like, um, and also yeah, you know what? It, consistent too. I mean, he's more consistent than the 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 four Megadeth drummers on the first four albums. Yeah, because none of them played, you know, two albums in a row until Nick Menza. That is true.
0: And don't think that Nick Menza didn't cross my mind either. It's just like, compared to everybody else, you know what I mean? The only guy right. that I would think that ever drummed in Megadeth that could give anybody a run for their money is Dirk. But he's he's a modern and drummer
1: to me, dude. You know what I mean? He's barely in it.
0: Yeah, and he's an extreme drummer too. So yes. fucking yeah, you know what I mean? Like otherwise, yeah, he'd smoke everybody, but dude, Charlie Benante for my money, you know what I mean? I've never not seen Anthrax with uh yeah, I've never seen him without Charlie Benante. I know Have They played without Charlie? Yeah, cuz apparently he he was having some health problems so they had Joe, is it Deddy or Dead, who Oh, was, John was, Deddy? Yeah. uh from Slayer at times uh filling in. And it was like a half-and-half half thing, I guess. I think, I think Charlie's back more often. For a while, they had Gene uh, Hoagland filling in, too, I think.
1: I'm I know we brought sure. it up last week, man, but, but I mean, his – that fucking – so he's been doing these Rush covers. Speaking of Rush, he's been doing these Rush covers with, with uh, Ra Diaz and Alex Skolnick. Mm-hmm. The first one they did was YYZ. Yeah. And I think they did La Villa stringiato
0: is oh i can one? imagine that yeah 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 the I other that was the
1: one it was the other instrumental they're great. known for yeah and then yeah. they did another one with a singer was it limelight i think they did limelight
0: and oh, i don't know who the look singer look was
1: one. but the singer's really fuck almost sounds just like Getty lee Where
0: where is this found is it on instagram or something it's on youtube it's on youtube Okay, probably, let me have probably
1: charlie's fucking page because he's he's been he has a pretty decent youtube channel and and then they also he also does another one with Raul Diaz called You Watch the Beat, interesting. And they play like all different kinds of stuff. Like it's sick as fuck, dude. Like the guy is showing every. I mean, he could play anything. You know, yeah. He he could play he could play a lot more than just thrash beats, dude. You know. But I mean he kind of showed that. I mean, yes, he did not play the drums in I'm the man that was fucking Joey on drums, but, yeah. <laughs> but he, he did play the drums on bring the noise and yep. also looking down the barrel of a gun. So yeah. he's, he's got those fucking, you know I mean? They're not the hardest beats ever, but there's a certain, there's a certain level of restraint for a drummer that could play much, much more to really just nail a fucking rap beat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Especially, that time, you never hear that beat anymore. It's right. like, and I could see that's because that's, you know, kind of unique to that time. But like, also, it's a classic ass beat, dude. Like, like, I don't know. It's, there's some interesting conflict there. But yeah, but like, Charlie Benante, dude, is just underrated as fuck. I feel he's like he's underrated first.
1: too, but I also feel like Anthrax is the most underrated out of the big four for yeah. sure. And, you know, they're, some of it's warranted. They're definitely not the, they're not as big as the other three. granted no one's as big as metallica but they're not as big as megadeth they're not as big as fucking um slayer Mm -hmm. you know and yeah there's been some consistency issues because of you know some of the problems they had i recently watched that behind the music and and um you know the the whole joey and and john bush thing you know the danny spitz thing was ugly like it, it got pretty crazy and then their fucking record label like they're they they had like the worst luck with record labels and i really feel like
0: yeah
1: i really feel like actually i really feel like we should be talking about this on an anthrax episode that is but, true but i mean charlie benante yeah dude he's he's always been a favorite of mine dude like that fucking when he the 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 changes he makes in i think it's um oh my god dude uh i'm not afraid
0: yeah 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 uh afraid. my world that's my favorite the
1: way the just the changes of the beat in that fucking song are just like so fucking perfect dude yeah you know the tom working indians man like the fucking mm-hmm. the super blasty shit in fucking cotton and mosh you know like yeah. oh dude he's he's a fucking awesome drummer man
0: yeah man shout out fucking hey
1: so basically, we're to number one then? Yeah,
0: yeah. Isn't that funny how that works out?
1: Well, now I want to fucking see like what yours is. You I already thought for fucking sure said it. B- oh, really? Yeah. No fucking way.
0: Yeah. Is it Alex Van Halen? No. Who? Well, who's yours? could see you win first.
1: <laughs> Mine's Dave Lombardo. <laughs> After all that, I'm talking about... <laughs> okay, now
0: I am surprised. All right, all right. And I can't hate, dude, because obviously Dave Lombardo is fucking fantastic. Like and it's funny too, dude. Because Dave Lombardo isn't even my favorite Slayer drummer. It's it's Paul Bostoff because I grew up with him. You know, like, right. like Dave Lombardo wasn't in there at the time. But like you know, regardless, Dave Lombardo's sick. And if you've ever seen him up close, dude, I saw Dead Cross's first show at the Casbah, and I was right against the stage, and his fucking bass drums were in my face, and I got to feel the wind every time he hit one of them, dude. It was so intense. I've never felt like. Anything like that
1: ever again? It's <laughs> Holy so fuck! Gnarly. I think I just realized who your number one is. But anyway, yeah, Dave, <laughs> Dave Lombardo, like he's so on the edge, dude. Yeah, like it, it's it's so almost it's almost uneasy.
0: Yeah, it's it's like you said, it's loose is the right word, but it's not sloppy. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, but I don't know how the, how you do that, but for some yeah. way, somehow, some way, he does that. Yeah, it's it just blows my mind that he's able to do that
0: yeah and then finding out later on all his stuff because a lot of people think of his fills because they're awesome that he got that from uh you know latin salsa music he's cuban yeah. and i was just oh my god that makes all the, the sense in the world
1: and, oh, he repurposed dude, and his that. fucking fills dude like jesus christ and i mean i know i've heard all the fucking you know, he's overplaying fucking all this shit i've heard it with him i've heard it with gene hoagland i've heard it with you know, other drummers and whatever, but to me, dude, the fact that he's doing that in the band Slayer, like they're so chaotic. It just really he's the perfect drummer for Slayer. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, and the reason why I can say that is because I've heard the stuff that he did with Suicidal Tendencies. It's not Slayer drums. Right. I've heard the stuff he did with Grip Incorporated. It's not uh, Slayer yeah. drums. Yeah it's a little more subdued man like it's a little more i I guess a shitty way to say it is more tasteful i don't like saying that but But i
0: but i know what you mean too
1: by the by the terms yes that's what it would be and i've i've you know heard the stuff with dead cross and you know, I, I forgot I mean, he
0: was in testament till somebody pointed it out not too long ago i was like oh that's yeah right, the gathering man. dude He yeah.
1: the, again not slayer drums dude he was also in phantom moss with oh, fucking yeah. mike Patton as well so he's yep. done a lot of different things dude he's not a one-trick pony you know and i don't know maybe it was a lot of fucking cocaine back in the 80s who knows but yeah. i mean the fucking guy I, I, I there's no way i can't fucking i can't pick him dude like he's such a huge part Of Slayer's sound to me, and Slayer's like probably they were my longest favorite band, like my longest running favorite band, right? For you know, and and there's no way. I mean, I'm just like, dude, no, like because yes, they had they put out stuff that wasn't Dave, but even though I fucking love that stuff too, yeah, I don't think it sounds like like it just doesn't sound like regular Slayer to me
0: right yeah I, I buy that there is something to be said about you know the early Ruben recordings when they when they teamed up and that, that echo off the drums whenever there'd be some space and he would just hit the toms every once in a while you know what I mean it set an atmosphere it set the yeah. tone it's fucking dark in the most tangible way which they were all about like it's very exemplified shout out Dave Lombardo dude
1: Oh, dude. Yeah. So fucking killer.
0: I still need to see him with Suicidal while that's still a thing because who knows when that won't be the case anymore. Yeah, and, I mean, and Ben from Dillinger on guitar. Oh, my wait, God. Wait, what? Ben from Dillinger was filling in uh, for a while, and they just made him a permanent member, dude. No and he still way. goes as apeshit with Dillinger as he did. Uh,
1: so we definitely have to see that because I'm also super feeling this fucking Rod Diaz kid. Like, he, yeah. that fucking, and dude, Mike's all, hey, Mike's always had good bass players, but yeah. Anyway, you're number one. Who is it? Who do you think? Igor Cavalera. No,
0: that's next. That's Damn next it, the next list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who did you already mention in your honorable mentions? Oh fuck! Bill Ward. Yes, sir. Bill Ward, dude. And I didn't realize this until maybe two summers ago when I was really going back on Black Sabbath and going, okay. Oh well. First off, he's always been my favorite dude in Black Sabbath because, as opposed to everybody else, he always paid attention. To what was going on, (laughs) dude? If you listen to everybody else, it's just like there. There's that story about it was. He's definitely the most sane. I feel well. There's there's that too. But like as far as as far as keeping up with things, and I understand you guys that are the oh well yeah yeah you know what I mean. It's just like you're gonna you're gonna be a little taken aback by things. And I guess what happened was Ozzy and Tony and maybe some of those other guys went and uh, watched Sepultura on like an Ozfest or something or like a on a festival they were playing with, and they watched, and apparently they were like we're responsible for this like like the extreme end of things is just obviously too much for them and fair enough dude they were born in the 40s you know what i mean but their own realization of holy shit this is because of us and just being totally caught off guard and i don't want to say disconnected but you know just a little wow we didn't expect this and then you talk to fucking bill ward dude he's like my favorite fucking band is fear factory i wish i could play with them I love Nemec, Like, like he kept up with it. And he's and you know, just like Rob Halford does. And that always, you know, kind of endeared me to him. But then right. when I really go about the blo- the building blocks of heavy music in general, his jazz influence playing, you know, his his kind of slow, more airy kind of style compared to what was gonna come, like I realized not only is he my favorite member of Black Sabbath ever. He's my favorite drummer, period, dude. Like, like his was the foundation of which this is all laid upon. There was no playing to a click back then. Like, the story about Black Sabbath recording their fucking album in a day and then mixing it the next, like, I always loved that, and they didn't think anything would come from it, you know, and you could really hear it in those early albums. And it, you want a really refined version of that, you know. Heaven and Hell just celebrated its 40th anniversary the other day. Like, hearing what he does after 10 11 years or however long it was of doing the same thing and really refining his skill you know like dudes he's he's the godfather of it all you know and he's still killing it
1: shit for leaving him off my list
0: (laughs) what for dude it's it's your personal favorites you know what i mean you're gonna love something more than the other
1: no i really love that fucking beat I, i can't remember the name of the song but that
0: uh behind the wall of
1: sleep. Now, 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 now. Yeah, like, behind oh. the wall of sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, right. that little fucking beat he's playing. I fucking love that shit, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's fucking he's killer. He just plays weird for me. That's all. Oh, I feel you. That's yeah. That's what I like about it. It's he quirky. is the godfather of it all. I mean, I yeah, love I mean as Brett far as Salad. metal as, as, as far as metal goes, I mean it it's I, I'll never understand how he is not like literally side by side with John Bonham. Yeah, for sure. I man. will never understand that. To me, to me, if you tell me John Bonham is above Bill Ward, like I, I, I'll fucking stop listening to everything you say after <laughs> that because yeah. you're wrong, yeah. right? I'm and it's just that. like, but I mean, on the flip side too, if you tell me Bill Ward's so much above John Bonham, I'm just gonna stop listening to you. They are literally side by side, mm-hmm. if not the best of all time. Two of the best of all time and you know yeah there's plenty of people more skilled than that. there should be they started it mm-hmm. you know it's called progression yeah. but I mean that's they're the ones that got it going and
0: Absolutely. it's almost
1: like Bonham invented just straight up straight ahead fucking rock slash hard rock slash metal drums mm-hmm. Bill Ward really invented that fucking the jazz part of the the jazzy part of of metal Mm -hmm. rock hard rock drums you know and and especially a lot of the fucking you know a lot of the tom work and whatnot yeah in in fact you want to hear something well that's not necessarily a fucking billboard beat but but uh i really like the fucking Ice T jam uh midnight because it's got the fucking beat from when the levy breaks but it's got the fucking music from black sabbath
0: that is so great
1: like Dude, that's a fucking awesome fucking shit right
0: there. I love it. And also, he's still kicking ass today, man. He's got two things he's doing right now. One is his solo work, just called the Bill Ward Band. And if you've heard the songs that he sings on the Sabbath records that are kind of like not the Beatles, but the Beatles, that's that's what he's doing. But also, he has a band that's reflective of his old Sabbath work called the Day of Errors, and it's got the dude that used to sing in Pissing Razors, and he sings in Kill Devil Hill, Dewey Bragg. Uh, and I think he's not just saying, I think he's playing bass or something too, but yeah, man, I especially obviously like day of errors cause it's like old Sabbath. Uh, so check that shit out, dude. I
1: haven't, I haven't heard any of that.
0: Yeah. The, there's one day of error song. I really like cause it's really doomy and Sabbathy and dingy and yeah. Nice. Yep. 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 So we moving on to the modern era.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hold up. I got to turn the light on before I go blind.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's dark here too now, and I have a remote control for the lights. Yeah,
1: I'm just sitting here, and all of a sudden I realize how fucking dark it is. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's how time uh, works.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a hill right in front of me, and the sun is already all the way down. So
1: (laughs) solid. All righty. All right. Yeah.
0: You want to start this party off?
1: Yeah. How many honorable mentions you got?
0: Just one. Now that. (laughs) Now that now that adjustments have been made.
1: Before that, it was none. I have two. I am going to give a special shout out to fucking John Otto from Limp Biscuit, man. Okay. The only reason he didn't make my list, I think, or even necessarily an honorable mention is because it's not so much him. I just really love him and the combo of his cousin, Sam Rivers. Yes. uh, The bass player. The the combo is amazing. Um, Yeah. So an honorable mention for me is Vinnie Paul.
0: Okay. I was wondering if that would show up on either of our lists. Um, I mean, well, yours specifically.
1: You know, just super fucking solid guy. Like he can play you know almost whatever kind of everything from glam to fucking double bass fucking those fucking drum rolls yep you know those bass drum rolls on on becoming and you know and i mean fucking primal concrete sledge like there's barely even he's barely even touching a snare yeah you also have you know he really reins it in you know when a breakdown hits man you know and then you obviously have the fucking hardcore classic or at least tough guy hardcore classic walk yeah you know, where he's fuck, he's playing like the easiest fucking beat ever and it just is so perfect for that song. So uh, definitely Vinnie Paul. And then my other honorable mention is Abe Cunningham from Deftones.
0: Okay, he almost came on on mine too. So if anything, I'll say additional honorable mention too. He is another understated guy. That's coming up a lot.
1: The only reason he didn't make my fucking list is because I have two drummers on my list that play fucking that same type of... They do the same kind of thing. Okay. I just feel like they're better at it right. and more importantly um, I like the way they do it just slightly better yeah oh, that's fair like really slight Abe is the man mm-hmm. like I I think we already covered that in the Deftones episode but fuck man I he is the man I don't think he gets talked about enough obviously fucking you know Chino is bigger than life right you know, and, and Chi passing away is you know takes a little bit of fucking of the conversation, yeah. you know, but man, fucking Abe is just a fucking God. He's he's a, almost a he's almost a perfect pocket drummer. Abs-
0: he he might very well be the definition of it, dude. Like like <laughs> again, and I think it's because it is so understated that how important his contribution is because it's not flashy, because it's not taking attention. It's just there and it in the way that it needs to be, you know?
1: It's crazy. Like when he, when he needs, when the song needs him to take some of the attention, he does it. Yeah. Exactly. And he does it really well. But again, so do two of my other guys. So that's why he didn't make my list. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Love Abe Cunningham, dude.
0: Side note Have you tried any of the Deftone streams yet?
1: Oh, the Twitch ones? I haven't.
0: Yeah, I haven't either because they're always on at the same time as somebody else that I'm watching, right?
1: I still but, haven't uh, even... I still haven't gotten on Twitch, but like I said, I mean, I, I'm either watching something with my fiancé or I'm, you know, yeah. doing other shit. I'm playing Fallout or... Yeah, I want to give it a yeah.
0: shot. It's an interesting idea. I think it's just Frank doing electronic shit. Um, I gotta check that out sometime. I'm well, sure I know one of them is supposed to
1: be like a DJ set from fucking Frank, and then another one was... Uh, abe had the channel for the for the the day or whatever it was oh, for and real okay. yeah they're doing like each member gets a like a spot i don't know if they're just playing fucking music or just if they're just doing A while playing music um i ought to look i'm empty. not sure i'm sure it, it probably just depends on who's on what they want to do because yeah think that's what the idea was
0: okay because i code orange is doing the same thing obviously they did the uh the concert thing but ever since then they're trying to use that as a platform to be like hey keep up with us and shade did his electronics thing and it fucked up because the video went all wrong and i was like oh it's being weird like co or code orange meanwhile jamie's in the chat going i'm sorry everybody this wasn't supposed to happen we're, we're trying to fix it oh, they had to redo it the next day uh rough yeah and then Rebo went on to do a guitar clinic and then they did a A on monday that i still have to watch like like it's this is the way of the future man this is just what people are going to be doing
1: massive amounts of content dude that's what people mm-hmm. want nowadays
0: absolutely uh any more honorable mentions on your end
1: um no
0: so i only have one now is uh brent bjork and if you don't know who brent bjork is he was the drummer of Caius. He was the drummer of Ooh. Fu Manchu for a sec. I And, like, if you listen to what he does on all that shit, dude, awesome Tom work, very groove-oriented stuff. Uh, if anything, I think I like his solo work. No, it's not I think. His solo work is my favorite stoner stuff, man. Like, like huh. I just drove out there to Joshua Tree one day, and I was just like, okay, I need some, obviously, region music, and I threw on a stoner playlist. And eventually I hit nice. Brent Bjork's solo stuff. And like, like I just, okay, what if I just explored more of this and I listen to all his solo records, there's some that aren't on streaming. So you just go on YouTube or whatever. His shit's just, when I think stoner, I don't think the aggression of sludge and I don't necessarily think the more dour attitude of, of doom. You know what I mean? Even though they're all bedfellows, I think chill, dude. And Brent Bjork's stuff is chill as fuck, and it's still heavy, and it's awesome. And he plays all the drum stuff, all the guitar stuff, bass, everything. Uh, And I would love to see him actually perform one day. There was supposed to be a huge stoner fest in – it's not Joshua Tree per se, but it's like a fork in the road after that at a place called Pappy and Harriet's. And and it's like Paul McCartney's played there – and like all these huge names that played there, but it's this little dive bar in this place called Pioneer Town around there. And there was going to be a huge stoner fest. And I was like, that sounds amazing. And he was going to play, COC was going to play. Like this would have been sick. And then, you know, we're here. So <laughs> hopefully that'll call it a rain check. Uh, yeah, but that's, that's my only um, honor roll mention, actually. But I, I think I got a pretty solid five at this point.
1: All right, so give me your number five.
0: Number five, I'm going with Jay from Tesseract, and that's really become about because, like, I was always a, a Tesseract fan, but, like, watching, again, their Twitch stuff where it's Dan going over vocal stuff and then Jay. What's his really full name? Really, uh, Jay Postones. And uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. I know he said it a million times, and I'm just like, that just sounds right, so I'm going to go with that. Um. But like him really breaking down what he does, he's not in like, it's, a, it's he, they come from that gent school, but he's not like an overly complicated dude. He does double bass, but he's not super crazy with it. He can't blast. He's been very clear about. It's really all about groove and pocket and like like his, you know, with all the other bands of that class, his work with fucking time signatures and stuff is really crazy and he does a thing on his channel where you can throw any song at him and he'll try to learn it as long as it's not like super blasty grindy double bassy stuff that he can't do because that's just not his thing but other than that he puts some i threw at him uh what did i throw at him it was cynic it was uh integral birth and obviously the first time a drummer's gonna try to get their hands on that if you've never heard that fucking song like it's going to throw you off but he did a cool little thing with it he always puts his own renditions on things and it's it's really cool to watch and i think you're going to be seeing and hearing more from him he's he's pretty out and about and especially with this whole thing that they're doing over over streaming and they're very fan interactive they're going to apparently if i'm seeing this right and this is pure speculation they're doing a uh, a over twitch or discord or whatever jam between all, all five members and they're gonna unveil that soon, I think, is what it is. They they've been kind of nice. hinting at that, so I'm kind of curious to see how that goes. So yeah, that's my number five, dude. And go yeah, check man, out Tesseract if you haven't already.
1: It's pretty cool, man. I actually saw Tesseract live, and and uh, I mean, their first is I think it's just the first full length album. One. I think so. Like, yeah. and it has like the one song that's like in a bunch of different parts or whatever yeah it's in six
0: parts yeah Fuck, dude, fate. that shit yeah.
1: it's so it's weird because it's it's less guitar oriented gent it really is because you know, it's so bass and drum oriented like and and obviously the singer but yeah. yeah dude like he's yeah he's a fucking solid fucking drummer i've been seeing all your posts about that guy so yeah
0: he's just a man, funny he guy gets, too
1: hopefully you get some love
0: yeah uh number five for
1: you sir uh my number five is mario duplantier from fucking gojira nice it's
0: bedfellows it's funny too because jay Speaking tried of, to play yeah. some gojira shit on his stream and he couldn't do it
1: it's funny because when i saw tesseract uh they were opening for gojira
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It, it but man, man
1: like mario if you've I mean, fuck if you've heard of gojira you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. he's like I mean, I know he's on your list somewhere, so I'll just say he's like Igor Cavalera, but like times, like he's just like up to level.
0: It's like a refined Igor Cavalera and improved upon, I would say.
1: Right, right. He took what Igor was doing, who Igor probably took what Bill Ward and Dave Lombardo were doing, and and, and he just took it and just not, I guess, a higher level, but he definitely took it to a different level. Yeah. And this is a guy who literally does and can play everything, including fucking blast and including fucking like just, you know, double kicking city. Like the guy is one of the, I, I think he's probably one of the higher skilled uh, drummers around for sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. He, he's been sung praises a lot about for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, like,
1: yeah he's gathered a lot of steam and i think that's really fucking cool because they are definitely fucking almost like too heavy for the love that they get <laughs> yeah no for you know sure I mean? right yeah like one of those band, there's there's very few of those bands and and he's they're definitely one of them and he's a big part of that because motherfucker man like the guy is just stupid good
0: yes absolutely uh anything else you want to add to that
1: no, we can move on to number four. I'm curious to see. You. I'm really, I'm just, I'm loving this right now because I'm so curious about your list.
0: So my number four is Braun from uh, Mastodon, one of your favorite God bands. damn
1: it. I fucking knew you were <laughs> going to say that.
0: <laughs> He's fucking sick, obviously. And even before he was in Mastodon, he was in one of my other favorite bands, Today is the Day, which is crazy to think. It was for the In the Eyes of God record, I think. And It's then before- Taylor, right? yes and and before that he was in a uh like a technical death grind whatever you want to call it band from out of upstate new york called lethargy lethargy however lethargy. you say that yeah. yeah um and like like just all across the board he can do anything dude and you want to talk about neil Peart influence dude with his crazy ass tom fills and all that oh, dude a- you
1: want to talk about overplaying he's uh, yeah. the king <laughs> but i mean again i don't like that fucking band at all but fuck he's to me, he's the standout part of that band, and he's really fucking good. No, absolutely. Dude. Oh, and, and I'm um, also gonna give him fucking props for having the Randy Rhodes fucking drum yes, kit. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> thank. You. I, I'm glad you remembered to say that because I did. Yeah. That that is an important part. And on top of all that, dude, he's fucking singing now while he's doing all that shit and he's become my favorite vocalist in Mastodon and he didn't start singing until their fourth fifth record whatever it was after a decade of them already being a band dude like he's a machine and he does all these other side projects and stuff too like like he gets around man i wish i remembered their names but like there are too many to count i can only remember obviously killer be killed with uh, troy but then um, Brent has Giraffe Tongue Orchestra with Ben. From I Dale forgot Langer. he's
1: in Killer Be Killed. I really love that fucking band. Oh so uh, yeah. Hopefully I they'll do more. There.
0: Yeah. Um. But yeah, man. Shout out. Uh. You're number four, sir.
1: Oh, dude. No. Oh wait. Yeah. It is number four, huh? <laughs> yep. Oh, I guess it's my turn to fucking test you. Nice. All right. Whatever. Uh, my number four is Chris Adler.
0: Ah, very good.
1: You know, there's very few drummers that you can tell who they are without seeing them.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, it's not
1: just... It's not just the fucking sound of his drums because that's a big fucking part of it.
0: Yeah. He sounds
1: like Chris Adler every Mm -hmm. fucking time. But it's also the way he plays. He does do... I don't know. I, I wouldn't say signature things because I don't think they're things that nobody else can do. I just think he does a lot of these certain little things that nobody else really does. It's not that they can't do it, it's just they just don't do it. Right. And, and, and he does, and it works, and it's awesome. And because, I mean, even listen to the Megadeth Dystopia album. I mean, he, it's, it sounds like Megadeth with Chris Adler, and I fucking love it for that. Um, he's unreal, dude.
0: Did you ever hear the Protest the Hero record he did?
1: I didn't. It's fucking awesome, dude. And I'll they already had a that out.
0: sick drummer, but when he played for him on that record, it was that was a notable. So song
1: I song. really loved the idea of the original Blotted Science, which was him and Alex Webster. Mm-hmm. And
0: whoever on guitar.
1: Ron Jarzombek, right? Oh,
0: was it? Okay, that think, sounds I, right. I think
1: that's who it is. But yeah. they, never, they never really recorded anything with Chris Adler. Right. Um, I I think he had to. I think he had to bounce. And you know, since he has, he's not in Lamb of God anymore. I don't actually think I know what he's doing. Other than I thought he was going to be doing some teaching or something.
0: He's doing stuff. I just can't remember what it is. It's not like, oh, he's attached to this band. He's like attached to things. You know? Yeah. Because I
1: mean, he's you know, he just ran the gamut with Lamb of God, and I think it it got to a point where almost like my number one where it's just like, you know, well, what else?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, you know, and, that.
1: or, you know, I want to do other shit. And so it's like, well, yeah. So, you know, he left it and, and you know, shout out art Cruz, man. Like fucking he's, yeah.
0: I was I've just going to say, I've been
1: hearing some of the new stuff from the new lamb of God. And like, it's sounding really great. So
0: yeah, it's but, just that like, there's not that extra little flair that you're like, Oh, that's fucking yeah. Chris Adler. It's like Slipknot. It's like Obviously, Jay is a sick drummer, but it's like, oh, but that's not Joey. But, like, it's good. But, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. there's that little, it's a little bit different
1: because he's that kind of a drummer where he is that unique that you can tell, yeah, it's not him. And, and again, it's just these little things, like even just fitting a whole bunch of shit into a really short amount of time and making it fucking right. work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the guy's incredible. I remember the first time I saw them live and you know, the big fill in a, was 11th hour
0: yes yeah Yeah. that right before or wait is it right are before you,
1: br-
0: are you thinking of ruin
1: oh ruin yeah, yeah. i mean that that huge that big philly does like ah oh, fuck i mean even yeah. even stuff like that like it, it's it's so cool because he really is like a more controlled lombardo mm-hmm. that sounds that that will do the, the the kind of spastic shit that fucking lombardo will do yeah 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 but for sure there's other drummers that are more controlled than lombardo but but it's, it's mostly because they're not doing the stuff that Lombardo does where he will do that kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, just like, uh, before angel of death, there's that big fucking, or it, it was in, deeper in the song. And he, he did, you know, Lombardo does that huge fill where it's just the drums. Right. And, and, and it comes back, you know, and fucking, you know, angel of death, you know, he, they have the same thing in ruin, you know, and he has that big, you know, that big fill or whatever. And that's what it always reminding me of. So it's like,
0: yeah, he's, yeah
1: he's one of the few truly unique drummers man and and uh and also i love what he fucking said about you know what what Mustaine said that that he said to him when they were talking about writing that dystopia album and whatnot and dave was like you know should i do this should i do that and, and they were talking about the marketing and shit and he was just like you know dude like you're megadeth like what 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 trying what fans are you trying to get
0: yeah for sure you know like
1: <laughs> you you already have the fan base let's let's write a megadeth record you know mm-hmm. and and you know thank thank you to chris for that and i you know fucking a like i hope he gets into some fucking cool projects soon because i would love to fucking hear it the guy you always tell it you can always know it's chris adler and that's pretty hard to do with drummers
0: absolutely i i just realized that means dirk hasn't actually had any recordings with him on and, uh for megadeth yet right
1: not yet so that'll supposedly be mostly their new it. album is it's been written, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's nothing else to do, but yeah, for sure.
0: Well, <laughs> shout out to them both, man. Uh, does that make me number three? Yes. Okay, so there. I full disclaimer: there is a proximity bias here because he's a San Diego guy, and I've fucking I've not I haven't jammed with him. I always wanted to. I thought that would be cool, but I've been friends with the bands he's been in, so San Diego zone. Lionel Robinson, dude. He uh, from from san diego oh from band he was in let live uh was the last thing and oh I, nice yeah and i only got to see him with them once and that was a bummer before they split up and like they they were already on the way up dude and they had a lot What's of buzz about again? them. Lanel robinson it's it's you rearrange the letters in lionel and uh and that makes it up and um but like like when he joined that band again i only saw him with with them with him dude but like even when he was in local bands and shit, dude, he was insane. you watch any of the videos of the pop punk bands he was doing 15 years ago, and you could tell that guy was gonna be onto something crazy. He is incredible at everything he does.
1: I seriously thought you were gonna say fucking Travis Barker. Okay, so here's the thing, dude. I am not a Blink fan at all. No, but he's cool, dude. I like that but, guy. Yeah,
0: exactly. The only time I've seen him live was uh he holds he holds uh what what's that thing? use Zinc in uh in orange county every year and it's his festival where he it's like a it's a tattoo convention and a concert like a big like big 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 shed concert and uh it was the hardcore day six years ago and uh it was strife judge gorilla biscuits and h2o and he came out and did a song with h2o and he killed it you know it's not exactly the hardest thing in the world but like like he was sick, dude, and he's a very obviously under—not understated—but he's just—he's an I was, I was seriously here. like,
1: wait, is it gonna be Travis Barker? Is it gonna be the dude from Pod?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, fucking oh, we can, well, Travis Barker's not even from San Diego. He's from uh, Fountain Valley or Fontana, Fontana. He's from Fontana. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but like.
1: It's, uh, DeLong, right?
0: Yeah, the college. only guy from Poway is DeLong, and I because yeah. uh, Mark Hopp has moved here from somewhere else.
1: Um, but well, speaking of Let Live, I mean that's that fucking kid on that Ghost Inside song, wide eyed.
0: Yes, uh, Jason. Yeah, the singer.
1: Like fuck. now he's
0: in Pressure Cracks, awesome hardcore band, and yeah. Fever,
1: which is the f- Fever on. is awesome.
0: Yeah, or I guess it's Fever Three Three. Fever Three Three
1: yeah three 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 yeah but yeah uh
0: so now Lanelle's, uh, he's the drummer you know that r&b artist miguel no okay so he's the drummer for that and uh yeah and it's just funny thinking like like he was you know in this gnarly underground ish trying to be on the come up band and then it's like he's drumming for this huge worldwide r&b sensation and he's like "Yo, check out this hotel and you like see the hotel he's staying in after he's done playing the show and it's this goddamn palatial palace <laughs> and he's just the drummer dude you know what I mean like, yeah
1: fuck yeah man yeah
0: so good on him San Diego boy done right and like he's just a he's like one of the nicest guys in the world and he's an amazingly talented human being and right now he's doing the dad thing taking care of his kid while COVID's going on so fucking hey, shout out Lionel dude he's he's one of the best
1: nice yeah yeah
0: uh your number three
1: matt cameron specifically soundgarden era nice i don't think i've ever heard him in pearl jam i, I did watch the pearl jam 25th anniversary of 10 dvd uh so when, i mean right. i've seen some live stuff with him with pearl jam but i mean the songs that he recorded with him like I've, I've never heard them. so i mean yeah the stuff that they showed us kind of like oh whatever right but fuck, dude. I mean, listen. Just, just even forget everything and just go listen to fucking Bad Motorfinger. Listen to the drums on Bad Motorfinger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my god, his Matt name, Cameron never plays the wrong thing. Yeah,
0: his everything name definitely plays, came up.
1: Yeah, everything he plays is the right thing to play. Right there. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's crazy. He's got that super pocket shit, like that little fucking break in outshine. And like the hi-hat work is so fucking sick, dude. And granted, yes, it's recorded amazing. But but he's also got Jesus Christ pose.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Where
1: it's just fucking crazy. You know, fucking Tom work and stuff. I mean, he's... I mean, he's probably not blasting or whatever. I'm, you know, whatever. That's not a prerequisite for me to be for you to be a good drummer.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, if you're not going to play music that that fucking plays like that, there's no reason for you to fucking spend time learning it when you can perfect what you're doing. You know, within the realm that you plan on doing it in. Yeah. You know, and he's another one where it's like he's kind of like a new school to me. He's a new school fucking pert in the sense that fucking he's got that he doesn't necessarily have the fill stuff but he's got that pocket part down there's a lot of times where a lot of the stuff he's playing in the pocket dude reminds me especially the hi-hat yeah reminds me of fucking neil Peart for
0: sure fucking yeah another understated drummer dude that guy is for sure an unsung hero and somebody that i contemplated too
1: like yeah that was one of the ones i thought okay you know him and my number one people are gonna probably wake wet.
0: Yeah, well, it's just another one. Was it's like so,
1: it's so different than what I would normally. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. So like, I, I, was. To. I had I had a comment that I will reserve for later, just in case it is him. But we'll <laughs> see. Um, it's just funny. I'm also getting. I'm getting notifications now. Deftones is doing a thing on Twitch right now with Sergio, and he's talking. <laughs> and uh, Samus from um, Decrepit Birth is on right now too.
1: Samus Policelli.
0: yeah, but he's only—he's just playing a game right now. He he does drunk oh, right stuff. On. I haven't watched him yet. I've been oh, following yeah. him, but Alex says the streams are really good too. So I'll have to look into that one day. So I guess shout out to him too, but that's for another list down the line. Um, oh yes. Let's see. Does that make me number two? Yes, it does. Yes. Number two, formerly my number one, Dave Grohl, dude. Like, think about how a time we live in now. Where Dave Grohl's not even thought of as a drummer anymore. He's thought of as, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's the uh, front man now, but everybody forgets that dude wails on drums and wailed on drums far before he was known for being Foo Fighters guy. You know what I mean? Oh like yeah. fucking hell. He learned to drum by playing along the bad brains and he put weights on his sticks. So as a trainer thing, it's like, it's like people talk about, you know, running in high altitude So that when they're at sea level, they can run like crazy. You know what I mean? He's got the weighted drumsticks so that when they're off, he can fucking wail, dude. And he's got a very... Yeah, it's
1: like putting that fucking weight on the end of your bat so that when you actually get up to fucking... When it's your turn at bat, dude, the bat seems lighter so you can swing it faster.
0: Exactly, yeah. And just like, he started off in the DC hardcore scene with Scream and Dane Bramage. Uh, From there, he moves on to Nirvana. You know, becomes the biggest band in the world for a minute. And then he's on to another really successful band in Foo Fighters along the way. Also doing the ProBot album, playing every instrument on that, which is fucking awesome. And if you haven't checked it out, please do. And then also doing stuff with Queens of the Stone Age with, well, them crooked vultures was his project too, but you know, session work with nine inch nails, uh, killing joke. He did all of that killing joke album and it's, that might be my favorite album by them. Like he just, does it all dude and you can and, and same deal he has a bit of a, a style you can detect too it has a fluidity to it and an organic nature his fucking here
1: his footwork on a single kick not a ghost pedal but a single kick on smells like teen spirit yeah it, it, i mean he's pretty fast single foot drummer dude but like mm-hmm. i mean he's he's an awesome drummer i the only reason i didn't have him on my because i mean talk about personality too he's just the coolest dude in fucking rock slash metal whatever yeah like he's he's in the list of fuck if i could hang out with any fucking celebrity fuck yeah (laughs) he he, i mean he's in the list
0: yeah dude
1: i think it's like probably like him and keanu reeves
0: now that would be a hell of a (laughs) session (laughs) oh man dude i
1: mean but yeah dude like um they, yeah he's he's fucking great i just didn't have my list because it's just just wasn't enough drum work for me yeah for sure you know but i mean yeah his the, the stuff he did with nirvana and then honestly i mean foo fighters is bigger than nirvana now i mean now yeah easily i i I, I guess not easily, but well, it's it's a give and take thing. It's a different world now, I guess, but they're yeah. still fucking huge. Like, and Absolutely. speaking of fucking Tom Sawyer from Rush, dude, go watch that fucking YouTube video where he's literally asking anybody in the crowd if they know the lyrics to Tom Sawyer. A guy gets up there and fucking sings Tom Sawyer, and just it, he's done this before. He he also grabbed a guy to do um, it was like a kiss song or something, and it yeah. turns out it's this fucking it's a uh, I think it's like a fucking Asian kid or something. Um, I, don't, I don't know who it was, but the kid's like some fucking like gnarly like YouTube shredder. Oh, for real? Yeah, and like he gets up there and just starts fucking like. It, cause I mean, he's a you know he's just kind of playing the song or whatever, and then Dave Grohl's like walking over like, dude, fucking. It was a Kiss song because he was in Kiss makeup.
0: Ah, that's why he
1: brought him up on stage because he was like you you're already in the makeup get up here and fucking do like all of a sudden man like dave's telling him to like fucking really just he's like just fucking whale you know and all all of a sudden the dude just starts fucking shredding like crazy And just the looks on dave girl's face when he does this stuff you could tell he just really the dude just loves music more than anything else
0: yeah absolutely you know he's really in the barbecue now
1: Probably probably the only thing he loves as much as music is is making people happy with music. Yeah. Like he's an awesome fucking dude, man. Like for sure.
0: He's he's one of the great ones all around.
1: Yeah, I seriously consider put him on the list, but I mean, even if I had, he's he would have got bumped pretty, pretty quick, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, he did get bumped after we made our little stipulation. Now you
1: want to talk about like multiple instrument musicians, he'll be on my list.
0: For sure. Oh yeah, for sure. That that's another day. All right, number two. My number
1: two is Thomas Hawk.
0: Nice. I considered him as well. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep.
1: Dude, the fucking the fact that the dude is part of a band. Well, he and he's the backbone of a band that literally gets studied like thousands of studies Mm -hmm. by legit scholars have studied Meshuga. Yep. The stuff that they do is it's alien shit yep like i know everybody likes it well i totally get it you know what i'm glad you do and there's times when i think i get it as well yeah for real right but then there's those other times where i'm like what the fuck is even happening right now Mm -hmm. you know and it's just out of this world like there's just no other fucking band that sounds like they do and he's such a huge part of that also contributions to the drum world he pretty much invented drum kit from hell, which turned yep. into Easy Drummer, which turned into I think it's called Superior Drummer now.
0: Mm-hmm. Tune tracks,
1: yeah, tune tracks. So yeah. he was the main driving force for that to the point where he used it on I can't remember what album it was. It wasn't just Catch D Three. He used it on another album.
0: Yeah, one I can't of remember the reasons, what it is.
1: One of the reasons why was because he was like the the drum stuff that he had. <clears throat> the drum stuff that he had written was so complex that he literally programmed it and he probably wrote it by programming it. It was so complex that at least this is the story I heard. And I can't remember if it was a story from him or not, but it was so complex that to record it, it would have taken so fucking long that they were just like, we don't have that kind of time right like we Um, have to get this album done so they were like you know what fuck it let's just fucking keep the drum machine drums and the album sounds awesome and dude he fucking the fact that he came up with something like that there's not a lot of drummer you want to talk about drummers have a different mentality and then there's this guy
0: yeah yeah for sure he's in a different dimension straight up dude yeah And he writes all the lyrics, or not all, well, maybe he does, I don't know. I know Jens doesn't write the lyrics, I know that for sure. And he also actually contributes some of the vocals on some of the albums, but it's like spoken word shit.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And then he was also on Frederick's uh, solo album too, which I just found out the other day. He's doing weird voices on there and shit. Like, he is extremely involved.
1: I don't think it was Coloss, but.
0: i I know what you're talking about too i I can't remember off the top of my head maybe it's the brand
1: maybe it's the newest one 2016 i can't remember which one it was anyway i
0: i I, I was just reading that when they redid uh the stuff for nothing that was all digital drum stuff based on prior stuff that he did
1: well it it just kills me too it's like okay you're you know you're gonna go see the viewed live you know if if you can tell the difference you know yeah then what's what's the difference Right. If you can tell he's playing it, then what's the fucking difference?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and then two, it's like, I mean, everybody use, not everybody, but the majority of fucking drummers, especially in fucking, you know, metal and extreme metal. Most of them use the, the drum sound replacement anyway. Right. You know, so a lot of that stuff, you know, sounds like it's programmed anyway.
0: Yeah. Take that. Yes, dude. (laughs) um and and like but even then dude like his actual drum sound is amazing oh yeah nobody a a lot of people are influenced by his drum sound but nobody quite nails it like him just like his style that's the thing dude for all these mashuga clones nobody actually sounds like mashuga does exactly they don't have all the things that go into it that they have you know like it's one thing to be influenced by them and take it in a different direction, To ape them like so many bands have, you know, that's, it's not an easy thing to do.
1: Fuck well, out. that's why I think it works so well. They're one of those bands that's like, I want people to try and do what they're doing because it's going to sound a little bit different. And I like a lot of those takes on it, like Viljarda yeah. and stuff like that, which is probably yeah, yeah. the closest I've heard to sounding like them.
0: Yeah, even and like that's the thing too is uh a life once lost back in the day. It took me a minute to realize, oh, they're not even obviously they're playing six strings, but like their shit's not down to and they're doing it in drop A. Like they have their own take on it too. Had their own take yeah. on it, R. I P D. Yeah, um, it's really
1: cool because then you end up with all like this all these cool fucking bands that like have these tinges of Masuga.
0: Yeah, dude. Even the little uh Masuga influence bits of Kill Switch, like a bid farewell and uh my life for years and whatnot
1: well yeah because it could take you from a regular whatever genre band to a standout whatever genre band solely because you have this weird little thing yeah Tool. people are gonna be like whoa what the fuck
0: fucking tool dude like they're they they took them on tour for years in the early to mid 2000s and it rubbed off on that one album which is actually my least favorite uh tool album I haven't even listened to that new one yet, so I can't say. But what is it, 10,000 Days? There's Meshuga shit on there. Like, just from, you know, from osmosis
1: or whatever. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you listen to that band with any kind of regularity, you know, especially if you're on tour with them, because then you're talking with them, too. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, just being a musician, it's like, fuck, like, I want to work some of that into what I'm doing, because it's so... It's just so different.
0: Right. Yeah, I
1: mean, you know, know, Deftones and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's it's just so different that it's like, man, like if, especially, so that's the thing, it really works for bands that take from a lot of different things anyway.
0: Right. Exactly. You know,
1: because then it's like, oh man, like if I could just tap into what this one little part of what they're doing, it can really like, we can play around with that, you know, and, and we can explore that avenue as well and that's a lot what music is for people it's exploration into different sounds and different tones and different notes and you know different skill levels and stuff and it's awesome
0: yeah it's fucking it's taking the baton and running with it and taking it your own direction you know it's awesome yeah though we're definitely having to save some more of that for a meshuga episode but yeah dude massive shout out thomas hawk and his fucking crazy ass legs of steel dude
1: uh, so I'm looking at my number one and I'm looking at what I think is your number one and they could not be more different.
0: I can't wait to hear what yours is then. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my number one was Dave Grohl. And now that we made some amendments, it's Dave Grohl's, what is it? It's the drummer of Dave Grohl's favorite band or former Dave, drummer of Dave Grohl's favorite band. <laughs> fucking. Igor Cavalera from sepultura, dude
1: excellent, yeah,
0: and now also Cavalera conspiracy and uh he's also he also does electronic stuff in pet brick and mix hell, but like dude, insanely influential drummer, insanely unique drummer he has a he's one of those guys that has a very distinct drum sound when you hear the crack of his snare, you know it's Igor Cavalera, you know, like and like the weird mixing of tribal rhythms that he uses in his tom work and whatnot it's fucking awesome and he was like the first of his kind to do it dude like he's got a very specific sense of rhythm just like oh also i'm straight edge because of igor cavalera fucking i yeah i found out from him it wasn't earth crisis it was it wasn't minor threat it was sepultura and igor cavalera specifically dude like he's fucking awesome Just as knowledgeable about hardcore as he is metal. In fact, uh, what he's done a lot in recent years is he he had one song at the end of In This Defiance by Strife. And you can immediately tell it's him because it doesn't sound like any of the other drums on any of the other songs. And it immediately sounds like his style. But he also did the last EP and full length by Strife as well. And he made their shit step up real big, dude. I uh, unfortunately haven't had the chance to see him live yet. I'm hoping... There was supposed to be that tour with uh, Cavalera Conspiracy maybe later this year or next year, but that's all going to be shifted now where they were playing, uh, what was it, Beneath the Remains and Arise. I hope that still happens. I hope it's just been postponed. Um, But yeah, man, I fucking love Igor Igor Cavalera. And it's funny, to cap off my section here, between all these lists that we're making right now, like like the fact that we had to separate them into three categories, it's my top three favorite drummers in each number one spot. So uh, wait till we get to the extreme one. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is I had to – it's one of those things, like Chris Adler, like Mario Duplantier. This borderlines that extreme thing to where it could be on the extreme list, too. Um, but this was good enough. Fuck it. Because I, I also want to give the extreme guy the number one spot because he is my other – favorite drummer in that realm too so look forward to that one day and now it's time what is your number one
1: yeah i'd speak on igor but you just said it all it's (laughs) definitely and i i mean we talked about a little bit in the cemetery episode as well so right (coughs) Uh, my number one's probably pretty close to number one all time i'd probably say he's at least two I I'd say at the lowest three. Uh, it's Aaron Harris from ISIS.
0: Oh shit! Okay.
1: I fucking love the shit that he does. I could listen to ISIS. I like could ISIS song like Wait, where it's pretty much the same thing the whole entire time. It's like eight eight and a half minutes. Right. It doesn't change very much. It just has different layers. Layers come and go. Mm-hmm. But I could listen to the stuff that he does for hours. Right. It's to me. He's probably. I think he's the perfect pocket drummer.
0: I could buy that. He he came to mind as well when I was you know, thinking about. And stuff. he's
1: definitely not that flashy. I mean, he he can do some stuff, but he's not a flashy drummer at all. This was the biggest one. I thought people were going to listen to this. Listening about well, what the fuck? Go listen to fucking ISIS, man. Like, and for some of you, you're probably going to fall asleep. That's <laughs> cool. I fall asleep when I listen to Tool, man. I I never understood why I really can't listen to Tool very much, but I can listen to Isis all fucking day. It's just how it works out. That's where but, I'm at I mean, too now. The fucking guy. In fact, I will give a special shout out to Danny Carey. He's a fucking amazing drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I liked his band more, he would definitely be on my fucking list, dude. Yeah. But like Isis is one of those bands, again, like Meshuggah, that went out on tour with Tool you know, to the point where they were like, you know what, man, like we've done everything and there's no need for us to keep going on. And I, I honestly haven't kept up with Aaron Harris. I haven't listened to, I don't know of anything else that he's done. I have. And if he has done anything, I haven't heard it. Was he not on Palms? Well, okay. Yeah. He is in Palms. That's true. I have heard For all that's
0: worth, you know?
1: Yes. That is great. It's literally ISIS with Chino Moreno on vocals and it sounds fucking great. Yep. But yeah, to, to me and and it's it gets a little different at the fucking towards the end of isis's career where they kind of become the build-up band yeah that's what i like about it is there's an uneasiness to it just like when they first started where that was a little heavier but it was weird heavy Mm -hmm. you know so and and to me he was just the perfect backdrop to that he allowed those guys to do something that my old band used to do and i'm sure lots of bands have done where we used to have tapes like 45 minute tapes where it's literally just one jam session. It's the same drum beat for the most part through the whole entire thing. And then it's just us playing different shit over top of it. ISIS can do whatever they want to do because Aaron Harris is in that band or was, I mean, they could do it was, it was because Aaron Harris can hold it all down. Right. You know, and it's just, it all is just so fucking perfect to me.
0: Well said, dude. I mean, you pretty much nailed it all on the head. Like, that's the thing. He's not flashy, but like, when you hear what he does within the framework of what it is they're doing, it's commendable to say the least, dude.
1: Well, it's weird because he's not flashy, but he fills a lot of space, which seems weird if you're not doing fills, but he fills a lot of space because there's a lot of space in that band.
0: Mm hmm it's all those little spaces between the spaces because <laughs> space, you know what i mean it's <laughs> it's with the slower bands it's kind of what it has to be you know what i mean
1: they'll you know think of the stuff that he's not playing
0: <laughs> yeah well it's his booty tang right he's so good he doesn't even need the the audio right yeah but yeah man no that's a that's a great pick and that is something i considered as well it was, it was i was really scouring some of those slower bands if fucking godflesh had a drummer which they did at certain points but nobody thinks of that like, like that would be up in contention too. Actually, no, that's not true. I did think of that guy that was one of the drummers when uh, I or Godflesh tried to have a drummer because he was also the drummer of Primus when I saw them live as a kid. It was um, Brian Montana, Brain Montana, as he gets called sometimes. I, additional shout out him. He's an underrated drummer, and he was on my favorite Godflesh record too, uh, "Songs of Love and Hate." Um, but yeah, that's beside the point.
1: So. We got to wrap this up. That's our episode on our top five metal slash rock drummers. Yep. Just wait Classic till we get to era the. And modern era.
0: Yeah. Wait till we get to the extreme stuff. That's when we're going to go fucking ham, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to whittle it down a lot because there's going to be a lot of ones I want to fit in there. For sure. Yep. yep. Until oh, then, yeah. folks, let us know what your favorite drummers are uh, of any kind, really. Hit yeah. us up on all the socials, I'm a yes. It is Day, I, David, on everything. Jason's mostly found out medalist pod on Twitter and medalist podcast everywhere else. And uh, you could do it a little digging and find his personal stuff if you want to really harass him.
1: Oh yeah, you could find me at Jason Fitness on Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah. There and there and Twitter.
0: Yeah, and then you know, like, review, rate, subscribe. Just say hi to us. We got nothing better to do. Hit us up. Until then, folks, eat your veggies.
1: Fuck your prayers.
0: See you then. Later.